Welcome to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast for couples who struggle with infertility and want to fulfill their dreams of becoming parents. In this podcast, you'll learn actionable strategies to deal with infertility from Dr. Michael Chapman, or Prof as he's affectionately known. Prof is the co-founder of IVF Australia and is a leading Australian infertility specialist who has helped over 3,000 couples realise their dreams of becoming parents. To access previous episodes packed with ideas, solutions and tips that actually work, head over to Dr Chapman's IVF podcast on iTunes. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1800 111 483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. That first cry of a baby born after the long journey of IVF remains one of the most beautiful experiences in the world. As an obstetrician and an IVF specialist, I've had the privilege of experiencing this over many thousands of times in my long career, but I still remain moved by each baby's first cry. It signifies the end of a long journey and the beginning of a new life. This is Professor Michael Chapman, co-founder of IVF Australia and host of the IVF Journey podcast. Thanks for tuning in. To access all the previous episodes, head over to my website, www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. You'll also be able to find the various services that we provide at IVF Australia. Today we're going to talk about options after failed IVF. By failed IVF I mean that an embryo transfer has taken place and a pregnancy hasn't occurred. Unfortunately, despite our best science, the chances of an embryo at blastocyst stage achieving an ongoing pregnancy in a woman under the age of 38 still is only in the order of 40%. In other words, 60% of cycles are going to end unsuccessfully. So what do you do in that scenario? The first step is to come to terms with the failure that's occurred that I'm sure from my experience 99% of women going through an IVF cycle believe it's going to work so for 60% that unsuccessful cycle is going to be hard to take because it hasn't met your expectation it means that all the effort and money and stress that's gone into that one cycle is now lost so as I said the first thing is to come to terms with that outcome that may mean that you've tried and you're going to give up and that's certainly an option that almost 25% of patients will not come back for another cycle that may be because it was so stressful it may be because they've fallen pregnant on their own in the meantime or subsequently or the costs are unaffordable or they've reached the point where being childless is something that they can accept. Hopefully your clinic will provide support for you after not getting pregnant. Most clinics, the nurses or the doctor will contact the patient and explain what's gone on 
and provide a way forward. For the other 75%, however, they will be coming back for a further treatment cycle. That treatment cycle may be as simple as the transfer of a frozen embryo which resulted out of the first cycle. Alternatively, it may be back to square one of starting a fresh cycle. However, before embarking on that fresh cycle, I believe it is important that they have a consultation with their specialist to actually see whether there's anything that could be done better in terms of the stimulation regime, the way in which the eggs were fertilised, whether they can improve the background health of both the woman or the husband prior to undertaking a further cycle to maximise their chances. And that consultation will not, unfortunately, reveal why the cycle has failed. We may hope to provide some information, but in the vast majority, we can't work out why. Even if we genetically test the embryos and put back a normal embryo, 30 to 40% of cycles will still be unsuccessful and we're still left wondering what the cause might be. Certainly genetics play a significant part and we know that in, with blastocysts under the age of 35, 50% of them are going to be genetically abnormal and therefore unlikely to produce a pregnancy. Once you get to 40, that rises to something in the order of 75 to 80%, and by the mid-40s is 99% of embryos that we create are genetically abnormal. So what can we do? Well, probably the answer is another cycle, perhaps with a slightly higher dose of medication to give more eggs to allow more possibilities of, of achieving a normal embryo. But your doctor will examine your last cycle and make those sorts of decisions. People at this point will be asking questions of the doctor about other ways of improving chances of success. I'm sure that every one of you who's been through an unsuccessful cycle will think about the possibility of extra things that they've read about on Google or somewhere, or a friend will talk about, oh, well, you should have had acupuncture or you should have had this supplement or that supplement and the important thing is to realize that absolutely none of them have been shown to improve success rates in any scientific manner. That doesn't mean you shouldn't use them because doing something is better than doing nothing in most people's minds and provided they do no harm then that would be a reasonable thing to be doing. There are some adjuvants that I wouldn't recommend because we're not sure whether they might do some harm. I've recently had a lady who was taking Chinese herbs, which was very, in, very high in, in concentration of licorice, and she ended up with swelling of the brain, which was uh, said to be due to those Chinese herbs. So you can do harm. The other group are the immunological therapies, again, all unproven. Intravenous lipids, as opposed to suppress the immune system and may, therefore make it more likely that you get pregnant. No studies have ever proven that to be true, and intralipid is not necessarily without its complications. It's also being touted by certain specialists as being useful, and patients are paying upwards of $1,000 for the therapies, which is totally unproven.
So don't get sucked in just because you failed on one cycle to going and seeking out adjuvant therapies that do no good. Repeated cycles carry with them repeated success. So the data from our national database quite clearly shows that a woman who fails in her first cycle has a similar chance of getting pregnant, i.e. the 40% th chance in the next cycle and the next cycle and the next cycle. So it is a random event, getting pregnant. It doesn't seem to fall off a cliff. Once, once you've failed a cycle, doesn't mean you're never going to get pregnant. As hard as it is to take, it's probably just bad luck. So keep throwing the hat in the ring will ultimately, provided you're producing good embryos, will ultimately result in a pregnancy in the vast majority of cases. That data I was talking about indicated that after three attempts, so that's two failures and then moving on to a third attempt, if you include all the people who started treatment, who keep on going, over 75% of them, if you're under 35, will go home with a baby. 75% after three attempts. Even women at the age of 40, after three attempts, have a better than 50-50 chance of, of having a baby. So keeping going is important. And there are some clinicians, and I think it's not a bad thought, is that when you come into IVF, don't think of the first cycle as being the only cycle. Don't think of that as your full treatment. A full treatment is probably three embryo transfers, whether that be fresh or frozen. It's at that point we really need to look seriously whether it's worth continuing on. So it's a harsh reality that IVF has less than a 50-50 chance of success in one month. Dealing with that harsh reality is incredibly trying. Clinics have counsellors for the exact purpose of helping people through that and helping them on to going on. So my overall advice is don't give up. It is worth trying again. And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. Thank you for listening to The IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1800 111 483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au.